Welcome, everybody, to Uncle to Uncle, the first podcast to take place live from a king-sized bed in beautiful hedonism, too. I'm your main host, Franklin, and as always, I'm joined by the coolest uncle of my whole world, Uncle Howard. You already know what time it is. Let's go. Let's get this show on the road, Franklin. I ain't here to play games. Nope, no games tonight, huh? Not get nah, hell nah. This is this is a podcast, man. This is sink or swim. This is dog eat dog shit, man. I've seen a lot of these podcasters try to get in the game. They try to swim with the sharks. Guess what? They get ate up, brother. Yeah, they. You know, you're either in the game or you're not. You know, <laughs> when you're in the game, you're in it. You're in it for life, basically. Yes. I, I'm tired of people seeing people who are. Thinking they're they're in the game, they're not, but they're not real players. You think you can do this? You're welcome to try, chump. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah. I say, I've seen good men get eaten alive by the podcast game, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, how many times you know people are like, oh, I'm starting a podcast, and then mm-hmm. the, the, then episode three comes around, and where are they? Uh, they're in the dirt. Yeah, they're hanging out. They're not even underneath the bridge with Mosquito Timmy and Turpentine Sal. They're in, they're in that uh, that overpass. They're hanging out with those those real dirty dogs. They're hanging out with guys like um, you know, slip slip and slide Sal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slip and slide Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, 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 you got um, uh, Mojito Mikey. Mojito Mikey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Shitstains. Yeah, Ro- Ronnie Shitstains. You got a, a Jim Boy, the Gooch. All the rest of those. The rest of the game there. Just crumb bums. Now, yeah. Like, listen, everybody. You know, you you know, everybody wants to be part of the game here. Yeah, they only see about it. They want they only see about it and hear about it on TV, but they're not really a part of it. Yeah. You know, you think it's all glitz, you think it's all glory, you think it's all glamour, you think it's all glue glue factory. But guess what, brother? It's not. There's we we've bled, we've sweat, and God knows you've cried over this game, brother. Because <laughs> it's it's hard work to be on top. You gotta you gotta fight every single day like an animal. If you That's want to be right. in the podcast game, a lot of people don't understand that about us. That's why I want to get hashtag thank you unks going on the on the timeline. That's right. Thank you unks. You know, show your appreciation. You yeah. know, we could have called this in in three episodes, but but we did it. Nope, we kept going, and, and we weren't. We could have because we would. We at that point, I think we were st- still saying this is hard. <laughs> but but now now it's easy as, as mm-hmm. breathing to me, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think. I think uh, a lot of people who are trying to get into the game, we, we almost act as an inspiration. They think, oh, these guys are dumb. Anybody can do it. Well, looks like we're not that dumb after all. Yeah, if we were dumb, why would we still be making a podcast that upwards of three figures worth of people listen to? Oh, yeah. That, that could range from anywhere from 100 to 999. <laughs> yeah, it sure could. And who knows where it is. <laughs> you do the math. Yeah, you add them up, sucker. <laughs> oh, Franklin, it's good to be back, man. We took the week yeah. off because it was, uh, you know, it was uh, a big holiday at Hedonism 2. You know, for, um, America has the 4th of July, but Hedonism 2 has the 28th of July. <laughs> yeah, they do. 
<laughs> they most certainly do. It's a, it's a clothes holiday, too. Mm-hmm. That's the only day you have to wear clothes. <laughs> it's the hedonism, too, yep. Mm-hmm. It is the only day. Because it's respectful. Yeah. I mean, That's where Lethus Grandfield comes out. I, I'm still, whatever. yeah, I remember. I'm still trying to figure out what the, the, the car wash uh, and hedonism was about. You remember that, the car wash? Yeah, you, you uh, soap up your dicks and whap them on the windshield of a Toyota Camry. I don't think it was that. It, it's like a risque game that they play in, like, the uh, the nude pool. Yeah, you, uh, you put a big... Uh, sponge around your body like a big sponge mm-hmm. hula hoop and then people run through the middle of it and you turn around in circles this just sounds like a, a like a double dare like, like yeah a, it's like pervert double dare it's super triple sloppy. dare <laughs> yeah, it's like the super sloppy you climb up in that big nose oh i'm looking at that uh web big nose a double dare i just remember that <laughs> Yeah, it's always, there's always a flag there, you know? <laughs> always, but boy, you gotta ex- gr- grab all that gross snot. <laughs> I've seen that nose on Double Dare, you know, be the demise of many promising competitors. Yeah, they'll just refuse to do it. They'll say, no way, it's too <laughs> <No>. disgusting. <laughs> I'm looking up uh, the Topless Travel site, and uh, they have an event in hedonism called Sexy Silver 2. Ooh. Yeah. John yeah. Silver gets naked. <laughs> no, no, no. The Topless Travel really is one of the main like agencies with regards to uh, hedonism. Do you think? Do you think Topless Travel? A lot of people get uh, thrown off the airplane because they think, "Oh, it's topless from the start." You know, they show, <laughs> they, they show up to uh, you know the St. Louis International Airport <laughs> and they just get their dick out. Yeah, and then they say, "Sir, you've got to go." What are you talking about? It's topless travel. <laughs> it's topless right. That is true. You know, even, yeah, I mean, it was, even if they get a charter jet, I mean, I doubt they get a charter jet, but... You can be naked on a charter jet. Yeah, I guess so. Because you've seen Wolf, we've talked about Wolf of Wall Street before. Yeah. They're all they're all doing all sorts of dirty stuff on that plane. Oh, or I haven't seen it in a while. Though. Oh yeah, they're they're you know what they're doing, Franklin? They're having mm-hmm. intercourse. Wow. On that's... an airplane, that's disrespectful. Yeah, that's disrespectful to the pilot. Yeah, because think about the pilot, man. He's like he's like almost like an astronaut in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really fucked to make your your pi- your pilot a cuck essentially here. Yeah, remember Justin Bieber got in trouble, I think, for smoking weed on an airplane because it was like, yo, you can't be like exposing your pilot to that shit yeah which i totally agree with man that is messed up i mean yeah it's i mean is this like a a regular flight well it was like a private jet but still you know i mean you don't want your pilot to be you know exposed to them harmful chemicals uh alexa complained about uh flying again oh i saw that yeah she was delayed for two hours (laughs) oh oh dear i felt so bad for her yeah uh, what a what a hardship what you don't you don't like it when those wrestlers are complaining about flights do you no i i really you know not that i have like this great you know no i do have a pretty good respect for the pilots man you know why, yeah. why not have why can't i have a little respect and be like those are great you know they do a good thing yeah but you know what the wrestlers say they say i hate them they, they do they do and like it's like 
You are some of the dumbest people on the planet. Yeah. You don't get to be like, oh, fucking hell, United doing the dumbest shit ever. I just want to get out of here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like you're aeronautic engineers or whatever. Why don't you just take off with your airplanes? I can see the wings are still attached. <laughs> yeah. Top it off of gas and let's get going. Yeah, hey, you're on uh, airplane fuel. Did you go down to the Arco station? <laughs> you know, the, these wrestlers complaining about flying. They they just sound like... like you've been drinking this early in the morning. <laughs> 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 That's what they fucking sound like, man. Yeah, hey, man, wrestlers, they're great for a lot of stuff. They're great for wrestling. Yeah. They're, they're great for being style icons. They're great for their politics. They're great for their stories that are always true. The mm -hmm. one thing they're not great at is knowing about piloting. What is it called? Aeronautics or? Yeah, aeronautics. Aer oh man, let's start an airline agency called Aeronauti. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, they're all <laughs> nude. Even the pilot's naked. <laughs> you just have to assume they are. What? Yeah, because you can't see. They got it locked. <laughs> yeah, they got it locked. It's not that regulations. Well, but they can they can come out. They can um you know open up the door, come out and shake your hand. They can't open up the door. I read so, there was a there was a TikToker who had a meltdown on an airplane the other day because the pilot came out. He walked down the aisle, looked at the the wings, and then said, "Oh, we're turning around and going home." Wow. <laughs> and, the, and the TikToker was like, "I don't know if I'll ever be able to fly again." Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah, on you, pal. Yeah, I'd say that was actually a very good situation because the pilot took a look at things. Would you rather you say, "Yeah, I bet it's fine"? <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, if you're Alexa Bliss or Dax fucking Cash Wheeler, yeah, you know, Dax guys? Harwood, <laughs> Dax <laughs> Shepard, Dax, <laughs> da yeah, Dax Prescott. You know what I learned? Um, hmm. Friend of DJ Ams, uh, Scott Barker or Travis Barker? Yeah. Uh, he uh, he didn't fly a plane after that uh, almost disaster he had when he was on the flight with DJ Am. Yeah. He never went on a plane until his wedding day. Oh wow! And it's like saying love conquers all. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a smart guy, that Travis Barker. Mm -hmm. remember, his remember his reality show? Him and Shannon Mwackler. All right, are they still together? I don't think so. No, <laughs> Travis is with a Kardashian. Yeah, I know. That's a... But I remember, I remember watching that show and thinking, boy, that guy's smart. He's so smart. Yeah. He's yeah. Not, he is really smart. Yeah, I was like, boy, this guy should be president. He's that's so like smart. that Hogan knows best era. That's like, you know, with guys like Travis Barker, that's like rock and roll was an insatiable bitch goddess, but I love her. <laughs> he answers to. Yeah, you know, and who I answer to. Your mother. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, yeah, we all do. Yeah, Mother Earth, that is. That's right, Mother Earth. Yeah. You know, actually, speaking of airlines, sorry to mm -hmm. derail, but I, you know how I told you, I sent you that link of the Observer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, and I told you, Howard, can you read this for me? I've been looking at it a little bit, but it takes me a while. A it's a words. long document, man. Yeah, that's a book. That's, that's one of the best books I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> it really is. You know, there's one of the things there. Do you know that wrestler uh, Nick Nick Wayne? Yeah, yeah, a little peewee. He's a little peewee, dude. He's, mm -hmm. he's straight up. I don't. 
they're, they're letting all these peewees into wrestling now, and this is getting insane. But yeah. so so apparently, him and his his mommy, he, yeah. he has to go with his mommy to shows. Uh, they're flying back from like Ireland or one of those places. Yeah, and uh, somebody. Somebody on the uh, in the airplane bathroom wrote uh, "bomb" or something in eyeliner, mm-hmm. or like a mirror. So cool. they had to they had to ground the bird, you know. Yeah, land that's, the that's the lingo. <laughs> oh, I'm in the biz. Yeah, uh, and they had to interrogate everybody. And his mom apparently got interrogated because you know she had eyeliner on. Yeah, well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It, uh, when I hear bomb written in eyeliner, you know what I think of? A bomb from A-bomb. Rock of Love season three. That's right. Yeah. 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 I think, you know. Because I thought, what's that going on? <laughs> you would think we have an obligation today to the soundboard. You would think so, but man, we sure don't. Mm-hmm. on, chill it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But speaking of speaking of, we were talking about Mother Earth. We're talking about wrestling. I want to talk about Father Time and wrestling, mm-hmm. Franklin, because this last weekend we had one of the most eventful, most moving events I've ever seen in my entire life in the world of wrestling. It was uh, the Nature Boy, yeah. Ric Flair's final final match of all time. I hey. know. I got rid of the Woo Wings one because I wanted to get a high def. Uh, so if you were looking for that, I apologize. That drop. Yeah, but it's okay because. Just think about it. Just Uncle think Howard about the Woo Wings. And his 10 second sound bites. I didn't make that one, so don't. I know you me, don't. You, you don't make any of them. Yeah, but I love that one, man. Doesn't that yeah. that bass line? It moves your soul. It just sounds like a river, like one of the ones we get for free. Just think about it. It's funk. If it's is if it, it's if it's got bass, it's funk. Is it any different than this one? Let's see. <laughs> you don't like the long I drops. Yesterday, back before the great ones ruled Earth. It's only three seconds. So anyway, you know, just think about it, though, the Woo Wings. But this was Ric Flair. He's a complicated guy. There's a lot of opinion. You can go out there. You can find any opinion you want about Ric Flair. I think that's fair to say. That's what's so insane about this. That's probably true. I don't think it's true about Ric Flair. Well, anytime I wear my Ric Flair shirt, I get compliments from people of all races. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I never, I never get a compliment from a white guy. So how could I be racist? How could Ric Flair be racist? And he did a song with uh, those rappers, right? So, you know, that's pretty good. Um, oh, Franklin, did you go away? I guess you did. I'll just keep talking. Um, so anyway, Ric Flair, he had his last match ever, and it was really fantastic. Um... He looked like a million bucks. He looked like a billion bucks, basically. He looked like a trillion bucks. I don't know, Franklin. Franklin might have might have gotten the Ric Flair disease at this point. So uh, Ric Flair, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's a great wrestler. He's a great man. He's as blonde as a as a Cheryl Ladd, and he's as, as tan as a as a uh, Sophia Loren. He uh, he went out there. He could barely stand on his own two feet. And uh, nonetheless, oh, Franklin left entirely. And now somebody text messaged me. That's probably Franklin. Let's see what he had to say. 
He said, one second. Okay, that's all good, man. I'll just stick around. Um, so, Ric Flair, he came out there. He was looking like a billion, trillion, jillion dollars. He, um, he could stand up on his own two feet like a like a, any normal human man can. He could uh, throw a punch like a like a boy, like a real boy, and uh, he could do it all. So, you know, he was looking great. He was feeling great. We were all feeling great watching the match. I think no one okay. no one felt that it was uncomfortable. I'm sorry, no, I, I just got back in there, big guy. Yeah, no, I know. I was just I was keeping everybody up to date a little bit on that Ric Flair match. I was saying how. Um, he looked great. He could stand up on his feet very easily. No one felt uncomfortable watching it. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't at all think you were about to watch a man die in front of your very eyes. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, that that hot tag where uh, Andrade had to physically grab Ric Flair's hand, tag himself in, and then Ric Flair just rolled in and just slowly rolled around like... Like uh, he was overdosing on fentanyl or something. I thought that was fantastic. He he really he looked bad. I mean, let's just say it like you know. You know what? I I did not expect him to have you know a classic Ric Flair match. And and I I I think it's fair to say Ric Flair is honestly legitimately one of the best guys in the ring of all time. He really was. But I, I thought he'd be able to go out there. You know, I thought, I thought he'd be able to do, you know, he'd, he'd do some chops, he'd, you know, he'd do the thing where he gets slammed in the chest and falls, takes two steps, falls flat on his face. You know, I thought I thought he could maybe get slammed off the top rope a little bit. I thought he could mm. do a suplex. No, I mean, he got, he, the very first thing that comes in, he he does, uh, he gets a headlock takedown. He grabs Jay Lethal with the, you know, the leg scissors, and then he's supposed mm. to pop to his feet. And boy, he didn't get up to his feet quick at all. And uh, <laughs> after that, that was it. I mean, that was like a, a, a two-second thing. That, that was basically wore him the, out. That basically was it. Yeah, the headlock takedown. I could not believe that. I mean, like this is the guy who he he was taking the front flip bump off the top of off the top rope in that in that video of Jay. This is, yeah, and this motherfucker, like, just ten years ago, he was getting, like, slammed off a ladder onto thumbtacks and shit, you well, know? Well, that, that was a little longer a, than A little bit, years. but it wasn't too long ago. So, wait, no, it was, like, it was 14 years, like, ECW was his big show match. Okay. Yet, his last match was, what, like, Sting or Jay Lethal or some shit in TNA? Yeah, and I guess so. That was, like, 2008? Yeah, or 2000, I think 2009, and he had the Hulkamania tour. Where he, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Hulkamania tour. That was epic, too. <laughs> they lost the guy in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how good of a wrestling it was. <laughs> right. You couldn't hang in there with those guys. That, that's, that yeah, was a you couldn't hang in with the Black Pope, brother? Forget about it. <laughs> but, but, but um, you know, he, I mean... I hate to say it, man, because I, you know, I, Ric Flair, a lot of people say bad things about him. I've always said he's been a good friend of mine. Uh, oh, th- this was not a good night for him. No, it wasn't. I, I think he owes it to all of us to have one more match. What about you? <laughs> you know what? There's a little thing in uh, Vegas called uh, uh, the Monte Carlo Fallacy. 
<laughs> What's that, brother? Well, you know, it's, you know, the sunk costs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say, you know, you can't put uh, bad money, uh, good money after bad money kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, you know, you, you invest so much, you think your like, luck has to turn around. Mm-hmm. Like, like they say, like, you know, if you, if you flip a coin and, and it's heads, then at some point in the next 10 coin flips, it has to be tails, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, theoretically. Well, I don't know. You know, it, I bought these, um, I've been buying these, uh, these scratcher cards called La Luta. Are you scratching them now? No, not right now. I'm sorry. I've been playing with a, a, a Hot Wheel. I'll put it down. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've been buying these La Lotaria, um, uh, scratcher cards. And the last two ones, I bought two in a row. They're like $2 each, so they're expensive ones. Mm. But you can win $30,000 if you get the Crossways one. And I, I got one away from the Crossways $30,000 one twice in a row. So I know whoever bought the Loteria after me won $30,000. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way. I, how could it not? They were teasing me. They are saying, oh, just one more, pal. You'll win. <laughs> they, they, wanted me to, they wanted me to scratch them off right then and there. And then I'd say, oh, damn, I'm close. I better buy another one. Oh, yeah. Well, look at it that way. So, Rick, now he has to do another match. He has to, because he was that close to winning La Lutaria. Mm-hmm. You know, first off, the moment he came out there with that with that purple sweater vest thing... He looked like a million bucks. <laughs> I lost all respect. Yeah, I thought he would have his shirt off, man. He, Boy, there's old guys who look great without a shirt. Pl- plenty. Now, what I think what really happened was, like, he goes to the gym probably frequently. Mm-hmm. He goes on, like, a stationary bike, and he'll do, like, 10 minutes on a treadmill. And he's like, damn, if I can run 10 minutes on a treadmill, surely I can do a short match and take yeah. a couple of bumps here and there. Look how great my cardio is. I did the bike. I did I did tre- <laughs> uh, being on the treadmill is just like being in a match. Yeah, and most of the time you're right, Rick, but not not when you're in a ring with a legend. Like, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Damn, I wish we had a My World drop. That, I mean, Jeff Jarrett... So, here's a few things. Let's, let's... I mean, we could talk bad about Ric Flair all day long, but I don't I don't want to be a negative kind of show. I want to talk about the stuff that was great on that show, brother. Okay. So, first of all, when Jerry Lawler is off the leash, that guy could still cut a hell of a promo. He came oh, out no. there... No, he did. He did great. Did you see his thing where he came out and he I said, did. oh... You do it, you know, you do that Ric Flair strut. It's really the Jackie Fargo strut. And he kept telling that nerd, yeah. he, said, he said, don't think, get out of here, which is <laughs> always good it. advice. <laughs> okay, god damn it. I mean, you, you respect where it's due, man. That guy can cut a promo. Right. right. <laughs> he doesn't have a single gray hair on him, huh? No, he looks like a million bucks. He's wearing <laughs> those affliction shirts, which is cool. No, no, they're not affliction shirts. There are shirts... They're affliction-inspired shirts that he designed. Yeah, well, that's even cooler. All, all they are is crowns. They're bedazzled crowns. <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> so my, my handler came in, and she was much more intrigued in this show than most shows. And yeah. the, the two things that she had the biggest takeaway from, well, she had three big takeaways. One, 
was she was really entertained by Jerry Lawler. Just his mm. his whole whole shtick was somehow very appealing to her. Okay. Yeah, uh, and none of her opinions I really disagree with that much. One, no. um, that that Jerry Lawler has got a great you know charisma. Two, mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page. That man looks good for his age. That now, if he had a last match, he would not have embarrassed himself even a little bit. I don't think. I saw his last match in the AEW. Oh, you had a match in AEW? Yeah. Oh, well, how was it? Six man. It was bullshit. It was oh. dumb shit. He could have he could have a singles match, and he would be able to. He wouldn't just roll around on the ground like a fucking baby. You know. You know. All I hear is how great Dallas is. You know. You know. What's he done for me, though? What's he done for me? You know, there's some <laughs> dead wrestlers lately. You know, they had seen Dallas. Why didn't he save them? Yeah, but you know, he saved Jake the Snake, which is what's really important. Well, first he supposedly saved Scott Hall. Yeah, that, you, that was a lie. But Scott Hall, you know what Scott Hall's problem was? He he fell down the stairs and then wouldn't he wouldn't get up. No, oh, did he fall? That's a bad one. Yeah, that's pretty sad. He broke his hip and then he just laid there for a while. I don't think you have. That's all the funny stuff. I don't think you have all the information. I read the Observer. <laughs> oh, now you're redoing. I ask you to read this I, Bible of fucking I, wrestling I, bullshit. I won't do anything you ask me to. Oh, thank you so much. Even though I'm the one who told you Mo's not doing well. Yeah. That's a now, sad case. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to start some money for Mo. He already has money going to him and i don't mind donating for sure but you think you don't think mo wants our money you think he's too good for us <laughs> no i mean i i will i will donate to mo's gofundme i mean it's uh, i mean that's he had i want to start our own gofundme for mo i want to say compete with the yeah. fucking other GoFundMe? <laughs> yeah don't give money to his fucking gofundme <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it to a third party. Who's yeah, give, give it to these guys who don't know him. <laughs> How would we even get it to him? We'll find him on Facebook. <laughs> what is it? You have to do our podcast if you want the yeah. money. No. <laughs> no, I need a new liver. Shut up. No. <laughs> You're doing the show, buddy. <laughs> you, you know, we wish all the best for Mo. No, yeah, I can't yeah. dick her. I mean, we're, we're being he was, he, Yeah, he was a big guy. He could do a somersault. I loved Mo. He was good. Yeah, he he's was good. Still, he's still... He's still good. He's still good. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there was a point... I'm not that worried about Mo because there was a period where they said Perry Saturn. It's like the end for him in like any day now. And mm-hmm. that was like 10 years ago. He's fine. Right. That was a lie. There's a... Uh, Fucking what? What's that guy? Billy Graham was supposed to die a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, Billy Graham has been dying since like he was probably like the first old school wrestler I even heard of. Like from right, before. yeah, because they were like Billy Graham's going to die any minute. Uh, he's like the guy Jesse Ventura like stole all his shit from. Like, whoa, Jesse Ventura's old too. So this yeah, damn old, and he's fine. He's like not even got a problem. Yeah, he was the first like. Yeah, he's like uh, he's got a foot in the like that's yeah. Yeah, wrestlers wrestlers don't die, man. Like Remember, wrestlers don't listen to doctors, but they'll tell you when they think they're gonna die. Yeah, they're like, oh, doctor's pretty sure I'm gonna be alive, so uh, I need thirty thousand dollars right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my theory why Rick did this match. Well, my theory is that he was alive essentially because. The IRS needed to recoup from him, so they fucking got, like, the best fucking organs jammed inside of him. 
yeah. and kept them alive so they can so he can pay. I mean, he's got to buy that boat though. I mean, to quote Boba Fett, he's no good to me dead. <laughs> that's that's how he felt. That's how the IRS felt about Flair. Now he does have that boat. Jesus Christ! How did yeah. that happen? He was gonna take that baby out and have. If the IRS ever really came for Ric Flair, he'd say, "Okay, I'll give you your money. I'm just gonna go for one last boat ride." You wouldn't and see you, him. You just disintegrate at like 900 miles an hour on the choppy seas. <laughs> God. That so yeah, Ric Flair. He, I mean, he looked great though in that match. He, he, uh, he the commentators you know. were like, he hasn't lost a step. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing, Tony Schiavone? I know you're not an idiot. Um, and the fact the crowd was still kind of like cheering for him, and mm-hmm. I was like in a horrified silence at this point, personally. Like I had my hands on my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like just like I, I don't think I was even like chatting and the disc. Everyone in the Discord and the Uncle Uncle yeah. Discord, by the way, it's exclusive to Patreon subscribers. I had my hands on my mouth, just like I, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. Right, horrible. And yeah, yeah but they people were like, "Woo, Rick!" <laughs> I think he healed like one woo, but it was super like, "Woo!" Yeah, he can't he can't strut either. That was walking with like no. moving. He couldn't. He couldn't, strut. he couldn't strut. His chop was. I mean, he chopped like the same way. Maybe if I was like in a restaurant and uh, the host like said a funny joke to me, and I'd kind of like tap him on like the shoulder or something. You know, <laughs> that, <laughs> like that same cannot, energy could not kill a mosquito if it was on no. your chest. It was whack, and um, yeah. Um, oh, Andrade was trying to hand him the uh, brass knuckles, and he had to put them on and he couldn't even get them on like couldn't extend his fingers all the way (laughs) andrade got him on like two of his fingers he forced it on and they still fell off yeah and then he was like okay good enough jeff was scared of that of that uh (laughs) strut yeah 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 i mean that strut was a big deal and then uh, jeff looked like a million bucks though man that guy he did legit yeah, he was fantastic. So you know, I mean, there was a lot to lot to say was good about the show. Um, you know, a lot a lot of the wrestling was very good. Yeah, N- not um, you know, not Made necessarily it. Rick, but um, it was definitely worth watching. And, <laughs> and let's see, what else was was notable about it? I mean, I guess basically just um, it was always good to see Jonathan Gresham out there wearing his little Cthulhu mask. Yeah, and he's that means he was winning. Yep, and he he looks he won in four minutes, which is really dominant performance, right? <laughs> was it? Yeah, was it really that short, huh? Yeah, it was like a four minute match, I think. So yeah. that was fantastic. Glad for him. Yeah, so happy for him. Number twenty on the PWI. I heard. I'm so glad for him. That's gonna take yeah. him places. Yeah, I love that for him. Right? <laughs> Isn't that what they say? I, I'm not a, a big Gresham hater, but he, he he has like talked a lot of shit, man. Yeah, I don't really like him just because of his attitude, and I don't like him because I don't like his wrestling either. But that's that's not his fault. That's my fault, and I accept that. That's I'm fair. A, yeah, I'm a gentleman. Yeah, it's not for it's not for you. Yeah, I like a, I like a you know big bruiser of a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like you the know. big guys. Yeah, that's fair. 
like a Mr. Hughes. A Mr. Hughes. We'll be watching some of his matches on Patreon later. Yeah, th- this is uh, Uncle to Uncle August, Mr. Hughes-gist. <laughs> We're going to be doing a deep dive into the career of big cat Curtis Hughes. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, so uh, stick around with us for that one. But, um, you know, we could talk about wrestling all day, and we probably will. But that's not all there is to us, Franklin. We're not just uh, wrestling guys, are we, brother? No, we're about one thing and one thing in particular. And what's that, my friend? The movies. The movies. Yeah, thank you for queuing it up. (laughs) It's ready. Yeah, we love movies, we love traditions, and we love God. (laughs) What's God done for me lately? Yeah, if God's real, where's my movies? (laughs) Good grief. Uh, I saw a movie, man. I was on a flight. Yeah. That's how I got, you know... Honestly, I, f- I feel like I've read a book when I when I finish a movie at this point. Yeah, because they're that educational. <laughs> they are that educational. <laughs> you know, to now sit down and watch a movie, I feel like, you know, oh, wow, I, I did something. I-, I-, I accomplished something. Yeah, so what'd you watch, man? I want to hear about it. So I'm looking through the flight, you know. First off, Virgin Atlantic, they got rid of the chat room where I would plug our show on. Oh, that's, yeah, because of censorship. <laughs> I can't tweet the, I can't message the person on, uh... 30A, you know, or 31C, hey, check out my podcast. No, no, no. They took out the chat room. That's such bullshit. I hope Delta still has it, but who knows? Yeah, I'll find out soon, I hope. Oh, you're going to take a flight soon? Yeah, pretty soon. All right, well, if it's Delta, check if they have the chat room. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but even if it's not, I'll just tell whoever I see about my podcast. Well, Well, yeah. I think the part of the chat room that's scary is you, you don't want to get confronted. You don't want somebody to walk down there and be like, you got something hey, to say? Yeah, hey, you think you think it's cool to tell me to listen to a podcast, pal? <laughs> it's essentially, yeah. Like, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I picked a movie here uh, yeah. directed by Michael Bay. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's called Ambulance. Oh, that sounds boring. Some old <laughs> medical garbage. Oh, buddy, you couldn't be more wrong. Really? <laughs> you, you, you would think, you know, any r- reasonable person would think, oh, okay, ambulance. I'm going to watch, uh, you know, an eight-hour movie uh, uh, of EMTs at work, and uh, it'll be pretty commonplace, and n- nothing too eventful will happen, right? Yeah, sounds like a snooze. Sounds like you couldn't be more wrong. What happens? So... First off, this movie, it takes place in L.A. And you know okay. it takes place in L.A. because in the ambulance logo, the L and the A is in yellow and capitalized. Oh. Uh, so it's Ambulos Angeles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. I've never seen a, a logo more proud and in your face than they were they were very proud of having that LA you know stand yeah. out like what? they really were I mean LA is a pretty pretty big city so it makes sense I mean Hancock was there <laughs> yeah that's true that's where they, that's where they shot Hancock <laughs> so it's in the Hancock verse. I think so, yeah, because yeah. LA's, LA's in Hancock. Yeah, it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so the, the, the two main guys here, 
Uh, I don't know all the actors' names, so forgive me. Yeah, that's okay. I, I do know uh, Reva's in it from uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's cool. I love right, Reva. Yeah, yeah uh, her husband... Now he plays a, a former soldier. He's you know he he was he did a tour of Afghanistan. You think you do a tour of Afghanistan? I mean, like Aerosmith's just like that's nothing, man. I did the tour of Daytona Beach, Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you did one tour of Afghanistan, yeah. buddy. Oh, thank you for your service, sir. You went buddy, on a I... nice tour. Did you have some mai tais? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did a tour of Afghanistan, man. That that's nothing, man. Yeah. Backstage in Daytona Beach, but yeah, yeah. anyway, so this movie, man, I, I'm I'm not sure if I like it. You know, I'm still taking it in. Okay, you got to think about it, huh? Yeah. So it's a smart movie, I guess you could say that. For if I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. So you got you know Riva's husband, and he's his daughter needs a, an experimental life saving surgery, and he doesn't have the money. And oh. Because of capitalism. Capitalism, man. Oh, Jack Allison would love this. Yeah, this sounds like right up his alley, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets a call from his brother, who his wife's like, don't don't hang out with your brother anymore. Oh, like he's, he's, he's a crumb bum, huh? Yeah, his brother's bad news. His brother is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, that guy is bad news. <laughs> he is. He, I confused him for Jared Leto a few times, so it must not be too good. Yeah, that's two bad newses in one. It is. Um, so yeah, they make a big thing here. Uh, apparently the big part of this movie is, you know, they're brothers, but you know, the main guy in the movie, he's a black man. Jake Gyllenhaal is not a black man. Oh, because racism's over. <laughs> well, yes and no. Yes and no. Right. <laughs> in the Michael Bay verse, it can be complicated here, but the, <laughs> the only thing, like, I've like, this guy gets cussed out, like he gets like he gets called like like a bitch. But the only time Jake Gyllenhaal or his brother get mad mm. is when somebody goes, "Well, you guys don't look like brothers." Like they get so mad when you say they don't look like biological brothers. Well, because they, they, they do. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's the I mean, it gets them more mad than like actual like real insults. You know, you guys don't look like brothers. The fuck you say? They, I look they, just like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they shot a guy. For, you know. Wow. I mean, they really took it personal. They then. took it personal. <laughs> so here's the thing. So this guy's broke, right? He doesn't have a lot of paper money. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes. He goes to Jake Gyllenhaal, who is, of course, into crime. Yeah. You know? He that guy's always into crime in movies. On and off screen. Yeah. Just fucking loves crime. Yeah, he does love crime. Prince um, of Persia. Prince of Persia. So the guy goes there and he's like, "Oh, it's funny you should come here. I'm gonna rob a bank today." And he, <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> right? That's essentially what happened. And the guy's like, "I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I was a soldier. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about this." And eventually, he just joins Jake Gyllenhaal and his group to to rob a bank. He never explains the plan to him. Oh, he's just like, hang out with us. We're going to rob a bank. It'll be cool. And he's like, I don't know, man. I can't do this. I can't do this. And he's like, he's like, hey, man, you want the best drink? Like, he doesn't even sell them on, like, a foolproof plan, like an Ocean's Eleven. Like, oh, but, we're, but we don't know. We got this. We got this in our back pocket. Yeah, he's not like, we got a, a sneaky guy. No. 
We got yeah, we don't we got, we got an acrobat. We got you know Elliot Gould. I know he doesn't say it. He's just like, oh yeah, but look what we got. He had cars and yeah. guns. I mean, what else do you need to rob a bank? I guess. True. Maybe a getaway and, plan, but other and, than that, and the team consisted of like a like a maga chud. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You had diversity. Yeah. Right. You had like I guess some blonde guy in uh I think it was like a Birkenstocks, those shoes. Oh yeah, like a hippie. Yeah, and they're like, why are you wearing like it was a big joke, like why are you wearing Birkenstocks for Robbie the Bank? Yeah, that's very funny. That's he's Michael like, Bay's kind of sense of humor. It for is. Sure. Like, he's like, you gotta mellow out, right? Yeah, uh, Michael Bay, that guy's funny. And then this guy you'll love. There's an Italian who's like the the lookout driver kind of uh-huh. thing. Sure. And he has a line in the movie. <laughs> Because he gets stuck in traffic and he goes, these guys are driving like a bunch of Mama Lukes. <laughs> are you serious? I, I, that is <gasps> verbatim. That's not even me misinterpreting. I, I kind of like, and, and then uh, his car stalls and like a cop helps him, mm-hmm. you know, even though he didn't want the cop's help. Yeah. He's like, thanks, big guy. Next time I come around here, I'll bring you a cannoli. Oh, well, because he's Italian. <laughs> That's how you know. That, you can tell this movie's fiction because a cop helped a guy with a broken down car. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, another thing in this movie, uh, there's new characters every 15 minutes. Okay, well, I mean, that's how it is in, in L.A. There's uh, a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of the perfect movie to watch in, like, 2007 in FX and, like, Louise Guzman would be in it, but it's... He wasn't in this. Oh, man. Was Michael Pena in it? No Michael Pena either. He's he kind of the so. new Louis Gussman in a lot he of kinda ways. He kind of is, yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like Without a Paddle meets Armored. You know Armored with, like, Larry Fishburne and all that? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, it's kind of like Without a Paddle meets Armored. Um, you I, know, oh, the, I get the last thing is here, you know, they, they steal, you know, they, they steal some fucking money. The plan goes awry because they didn't have a plan. They had yeah. to steal an ambulance. The uh, they introduced this EMT driver in the movie, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, she's the best in the game. You know, oh. she can she can keep anybody alive for twenty minutes. Oh, you know what? I think I saw the beginning of this movie. Doesn't like at the very beginning they show like a little girl gets like sliced in half or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, like yeah. Like, and they keep <laughs> making a point like, oh, she's the best EMT. Yeah, she can do anything. But she's like, you know, she's like, ugh. Uh, this is just a job to me. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. nothing to me, little girl. They got sliced in half. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it, you know. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. They, they, you know, they steal her, her ambulance, and they got to yeah. keep some cop alive. You know. Uh, what? Yeah. Ugh. Talk about a bad day, bro. That, that's yeah. how I would just... That's what the movie should have been called. Talk about a bad day. Uh, yeah. It sounds to me like maybe crime doesn't pay after all. They don't get away with it at the end. Really? Does the guy's uh, little kid dies? No, because this is what happens. The EMT saves it. How'd you know? Tw- really? For 20 minutes. <laughs> no, no, for 20 minutes, and then the kid dies. No. <laughs> First of all, I don't think like keeping anybody alive for 20 minutes is that like impressive. <laughs> yeah, but... it's just like get some like fake blood in them or whatever. Yeah, right. right. You just keep shocking them. and then... Yeah. Get some epinephrine, 20 cc's of Chiardinol. Uh, With enough adrenaline and those fucking paddles and shit, you know, I think you could 
Put some oxygen on them. Right, you could bolt them a couple times. Yeah. And, uh, you Get know. them to say goodbye to grandma. Right. So now they they leave some money behind and like the you know, you know the the guy who who wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal was just like I you know I, I feel terrible about what I did. Make sure my wife gets the money. He has like a conscience, and Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't. Yeah, he's psycho. Yeah, yeah, he is he is psycho in the movie. And the uh, EMT gives you know Reva a bag of money, and it's like, you just gave this lady you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. She has to launder that. Like she can't just yeah go out to Tiffany's now. Yeah, you go to the hospital. How are you going to pay for your daughter's surgery? Will you take seven hundred thousand dollars in twenties? Yes, ma'am. You can't just deposit that in your bank account either. Like, so this, so you just basically made the wife a criminal. Yeah, like, well, I can't save my daughter's life, but I can buy the stolen Nissan Maxima. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. Oh, that sounds like a pretty cool movie. It was good. I guess I real I've come to this realization. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's a damn good movie. <laughs> what about you, big man? Oh, Franklin, it's interesting you picked a movie about cars and crimes because I picked a movie called. Um, um, it's called Keychains. Okay, Keychains, alright. Yeah, now, it's, uh, this is a movie from the 70s. It's funny you mentioned Elliot Gould, because he's a star mm-hmm. in this movie. Elliot Gould plays a crime boss, and, um, he's a, um, this was back when they started making cars that were a little more high-tech than before, mm-hmm. you know, like, all of a sudden you had, like, a, the, the locks, you pushed a button and it would unlock all the, all the locks in the car. Yeah. So there's new technology in cars that there didn't used to be. So Elliot Gould, he's a brilliant um, automotive engineer. He designed cars for General Motors, but then they have a, you know, recession, and he gets laid off. And so he's, he says, how can you be laying me off? I'm the best engineer there's ever been in the biz. And they say, yeah, well, get lost, pal. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't like you. You don't like your track suits. Oh, no, he would show up to work. Oh, he broke yeah. dress code. <laughs> yeah, they said, you know, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be wearing a suit and tie, not your dress, your, uh, you know, track suit with your wearing little, velour. Uh, your velour. You got your um, uh, star David pendant around your neck hanging down in your, in well, your so chest hair. This movie addresses racism as well here. Yeah, well, it's just, I mean, I think Elliot Gould, just to show he dressed all the time, so they said, okay. You know, if we're going to make a movie around Elliot Gould, the man. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they say, um, you know, you're, you're a relic, Elliot Gould. You're just old news. His name's and, Elliot Gould in the movie? Uh, well, he's got a very similar name. His yeah. name is um, Bennett Silver. Hmm. And, um, and, yeah, which, I mean, that's like the same thing as Elliot it's Gould. It's all the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they lay him off. They give him you know they give him a wristwatch and a handshake and say it's hard times, baby. <laughs> and and so he um he he says okay fine. This is in in Detroit. So um you know it's it's cool. It's kind of like an inner city kind of area. Yeah. Okay. And, and, he, and there's a lot of guys. He lives on the block, and there's a lot of guys who didn't get a chance because um you know it's kind of like a tough tough upbringing kind of guys around there who didn't get a yeah. chance to you know make it big. But they're just as smart as anybody. They just didn't get to go to no Ivory Tower University. So um 
he says, um, they go, oh man, uh, Elliot Gould, what are you going to do now that you got fired from your job? And he says, oh, you know, maybe I got fired, but I think I just gave myself a new job. Mm. So what do you guys want to do? You want to steal some Cadillacs? You want to steal some Lincolns and Plymouths and all that kind of stuff? And they go, yeah, I guess we do. And he sets up this crime ring. He's stealing the cars, but guess what, Franklin? It's not just a crime, because he's not just stealing them. He steals them. He's such a smart engineer. He steals the cars. He breaks into them. He pimps them out. He gives them back to the people. Oh, wow. Really uh, yeah, they're not mad. He says, they go, oh, you stole my car. And he's like, oh, he's like, I guess I stole your car. Sure. But if you give me $500, I'll give it back. And they go, why should I give you $500 for my own car? And he says, because do you want to go zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds? And they're like, <laughs> whoa, yeah, I do. And he's like, all right. So <laughs> that's, then, a good, that's a good way to start a business, right? Yeah. You know, you got to give people services they don't know they want. Yeah. So, I mean, he's making cars that are like state-of-the-art, like futuristic kind of cars. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the first guy who ever puts a, a cellular phone inside of a car. All, wild. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. He puts, he puts, um, he does a thing where he puts headlights in the back of the car. So if you're driving really fast and the cops come up behind you, mm-hmm. you push on your brakes, the headlights come on, blind the cops, and mm-hmm. then you just take off like a million miles an hour. <laughs> Dumbass cops. Yeah, they're idiots, dude. So, I mean, it's a cool movie. And so he, um, you know, he's doing all, all of this stuff, and, and he's getting on the notice of, you know, the, the rich jerks don't like what he's doing, but he's really getting popular with the cool people, you know, the mm. working class, the babes, especially mm. the babes are loving oh, it. Wow, I, I bet. And, and so then it comes down to, you know, is he going to give up this life of a kind of victimless crime for the babe? Or is yeah. he going to keep, you know, going to do the biggest heist of all? Yeah, is he going to steal Lee Iacocca's car? Lee Iacocca was the CEO of General Motors back in the day. Was he really? Yeah, he sure was, brother. Is he going to steal <laughs> Lee Iacocca's car? Really, really? He's going to turn into a rocket ship, basically. And say, Lee Iacocca, you can go straight into Lake Michigan for all I care. <laughs> but but he's got a beautiful babe. It's Terry Garr. Because remember, this is the 70s. Terry yeah. Garr says, oh... You know, that's that's too much craziness. Elliot Gold, are you going to do that? And he says, well, i got to think about it. It's a great movie. <laughs> Lee Iacocca, he died three years ago. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah. He must have been about 200 years old, right? Well, it was, well he died. I wonder uh, how he died, probably of a broken heart. <laughs> not Not that funny, huh? Well, I mean, I don't know if he was a good man or not. So I don't know. Funny. Good... <laughs> Let's see. He looks nice. Look at that picture of me. He's got a million dollar smile. <laughs> okay, so he was ninety five years old. He later life he died uh, at his home in Bel Air at the age of ninety four. The cause was complications of Parkinson's disease. Not mm, not very funny. Not very funny. If if you Google Lee Iacocca, one of the people also ask is, was Lee Iacocca a good person? <laughs> and it says Iacocca was a charismatic leader who excelled at hiring. <laughs> well, so he was great at hiring people. That's as good as a person as I need. He's got photos of Jay Leno, so that sounds like a good guy to me. Yeah, R.I.P. Should we add him to the Uncle to Uncle Matt Rushmore? I don't know enough about Lee Iacocca. I just know he was a punchline for a lot of '90s sitcoms, and I just never understood. Like, oh, who's okay, this old hang guy? on. I'm googling Lee Iacocca racism. 
Um, <laughs> That's how you find out if somebody's bad or not. Yeah. Uh, it says he Leon bashed Hook. the Japanese a lot of times. Ooh. Yeah. 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 All right, there's a photo Kyle. of him. Yeah. There's a photo of him sitting next to somebody who's Japanese, and he looks very grumpy. Oh, yeah. I see that. You see like, that? He's like, ugh. He's got like three beverages around him. He's got like a champagne flutie, a yeah, fucking some Jack brandy. But that <laughs> Japanese guy's looking smug as hell, though. To be fair, <laughs> look at him. He's giving <laughs> up the side eye. He is. He is. I, I hate to say it. Right? He is looking a little smug, but that's not. That doesn't excuse any kind of racism. No, not at all. But I mean, you know, we don't know what kind of conversation they were having. No, no. <laughs> you know, I mean. You, it's it's not Lee Iacocca's. I mean, he got owned probably. What the fuck uh, do uh, I know? He said the Japanese were insidious. Oh god, yeah, this is not a good guy. Yeah, you know, I like, get the fuck. You know, we've already got. We've got. How could he be on our Mount Rushmore? We've got a proud Japanese man on our That's Mount true. Rushmore already. Yeah, they, they wouldn't get along. They would know, Rocky Aoki would smack the shit out of Lee Iacocca. Yeah. So wait, well, Lee Iacocca was known for his business skills. And why we need to remember his politics, too, because mm-hmm. they tell us a lot about President Trump's rise. I am not going to read this article. That sounds boring, but it also sounds like they're both racists. It sounds, yes. And he tried to coin the term Iacocamania sweeping America because <laughs> he wanted uh, to be president. So Iacocamania, that's not even like, that doesn't even like roll off the tongue. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Wrestlemania. No, Iacocamania, like, oh God, I'm sorry about your diagnosis. Yeah, oh, sir. For <laughs> Man, Lee Iacocca, he goes, what's the opposite of a Mount Rushmore? Hall of Shame. Yeah, he's in our Hall of Shame. Mm-hmm. You know, wrinkly, dusty, old, white, racist. Yeah. I'd say we got a uh, Lee Iacocca. We got a uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal for sure. Yeah. Jared um, Leto. Jared Leto, and uh, Jared from Subway. Jared from Subway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are four shameful guys. They're not good guys. No. They're not good guys. Bad men. Bad for America. Jericho's wife got the. We need inclusion here too, buddy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Jericho's wife wasn't good. No. Carl uh, Malone's not a great guy. No, no, no. Yeah. There's a lot of bad people in this world. A lot of bad people, man. Yeah. Well, but, you know, there are some good people in the world. Our fans. Oh, man. How was that for a segue? That was actually pretty well done. Thank you, Franklin. Thank you so much. We got fans. We love them. They love us. They're smart. And we deserve it. Um, <laughs> they they be asking us questions left and right. They be asking us more questions than Lee Iacocca be uh, uh, saying cars? racist shit about Japanese people. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna we're gonna answer. We got some questions on the uh, the exclusive Uncle Uncle Patreon Discord. If you want in there, you just send us a message. We'll send you the link to it because that that uh, link doesn't stay alive. And um, no, you know, no, no. So th- let them just message you then. Yeah, just message us. We'll get you a link if you want in there, because um, it it dies every few days and it seems annoying to spam it. So just ask us for it and we'll get you in there. Uh, but you can also email us at uncle to uncle pod 
at gmail.com. You don't even have to be a subscriber to our Patreon to ask questions because we got love for all God's children's. Um, so let's start off with the G- the uh, email ones here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we have three, and I guess they didn't know that we're switching over to the Patreon for questions. Yeah, but it ain't their fault. Oh, they could still do that, I guess. Yeah, of course they can. These are good guys, man. Yeah, 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 they can. Nobody else can. No, anybody can, really. But especially these guys. Yeah. Actually, just these guys. Just these guys. Yeah. So this first question comes from Ezreal. Beautiful. And it says, what's the longest drive you've gone in hours driving without sleeping? I mean, I did a trip to New York um, way back. And that was a good 24-hour thing, and that was not very pleasant at all, man. You drove the whole way yourself? I, I went back and forth, I, you oh, know, okay. but, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was not it was not fucking great, man. You know? I, th- I think I did about a 16-hour drive, just me behind the wheel. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty, gets pretty rough after about, I say, 12 hours you start to yeah. think boy i wish i wasn't doing this anymore but, yeah you start to contemplate things uh yeah you're like oh i could just drive off the road <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but it's okay i mean it's not like the worst thing i i like i like driving for a long time sometimes like if you're going somewhere you've never been before and you're kind of just like that's oh. cool yeah. yeah you're like oh i'm seeing the country yeah, but at a certain point, you know, they it all the you know it all starts to look the fucking same, man. Yeah, most of America, and God bless, it's the best country there's ever been, that's for sure. But uh, most of it's just kind of brown, you know. Right. Well, it's I, pretty green here, but yeah. Well, but I'm, I mean, you're not in most of the country. Well, okay, like, but get, I agree. Get, with to, you, yeah. get to Vermont or whatever. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, I mean these planes. I can't imagine how it is driving for a long time in the Midwest. Yeah, uh, imagine going to Iowa or whatever, man. Oh, you might as well kill yourself. It's disgusting. No, no, no. Disgusting. No. Well, we don't say things like that, but anyways, um, you know there was a wrestler that talked about. Uh, they would jerk off while driving to stay awake. Yes, and that was his uh, name as a wrestler for many yes, years. Yes, it was. We don't talk. We can't say. <laughs> can't say who it is now. They're not a good. They're not good. Maybe well, I don't know. They, yeah, they but, say some fucked up shit, man. He, yeah, he has. But also, um, he uh, he he lived up to his nickname, hiding out in the uh, the closet. Uh, yeah, well, no. Benoit wanted him oh, to hide out right. in the closet and watch him fu- and watch Paul London. That's true. Fuck a Hooters waitress. <laughs> you know, maybe Benoit wasn't that bad after all. <laughs> that is the most normal story of Benoit. Yeah, was telling Paul London, "You're gonna flirt with her. Me, <laughs> Jamie Noble, and Brian are gonna watch in the closet and jerk off." <laughs> man there is you know no offense to anybody out there but there is no way i would ever jerk off with another dude in a closet man i mean if that's your thing that's cool for sure for sure that's cool but boy that's not my thing i think it's cool definitely not my goddamn thing either like you know you know watch somebody fuck okay i can get with that you know you can you can do it in the closet Okay, I guess that's, that's an invasion of <laughs> privacy. But okay, you get a jacket too. Well, all of us. All yeah. of us. <laughs> that's a little much for me. What if I just me. wanted? 
have a have you know have a snack and watch. Yeah, yeah. What if I want to just eat some Cheez-Its or something? <laughs> you can't eat anything with a crunch. You gotta. It has to be fig newtons. Oh Newtons. Yeah. They don't oh. make. They don't make a crunch. Oh man, I would love to eat some fig newtons and watch some Paul London fuck. Fucking Hooters waitress. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would. Yeah. God. Well, in all fairness, if, you know. And now that we've talked ourselves into it. <laughs> 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 if we had some sort of divider, yeah, okay. yeah. If, if we had like a, those like reclining seats, like well, it sounds nicer than the fucking. It's the AMC. <laughs> this is the AMC. God, yeah, right. Get some reclining black leather chairs. <laughs> Cup holders. Cup holders. Oh yeah, yeah. You need them for your fucking icy, huh? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> got my nachos ice. in one hand. Oh god! <laughs> you know what? You are selling me on this experience here. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would watch a wrestler have sex in a closet. <laughs> like, it, it is an experience. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I definitely don't think I'd be jerking off. I'm All not right. gonna be jerking off, dude. Like that. That's just yeah. And if like Chris Benoit was next to me and he was like, "I'm gonna jerk off," I'd be like, <laughs> "No, nah, dude." Like I. I'm going to blow our cover because i got to get out of here right yeah, now. Yeah, you're going to jerk off before you get out of here, Chris. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm, like, I'm sorry to you. Well, I'm well, sorry to Paul, to Paul London. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I can't do this. <laughs> so wait a second. You're going you're gonna to ruin London's good time because you can't handle Chris. Yeah, for off. sure. For <laughs> sure I am. <laughs> He's going to go, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, like, Paul, I'll tip my hat to the lady and go, ma'am. <laughs> Just walk with your head down and shame right out the door. I'll do the no. thing like they do in like like sitcoms where you put your hand up to the side of your face like they won't notice you. Yeah, that's gonna be the longest walk of your life to that yeah. door, bro. The longest three yards. <laughs> well, that's I have to I have to say, pretty selfish of you. Yeah, well, I mean, there's times where you just gotta stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> a man's jerking off and, and minding his own business, and you're, you're, act, you're acting like he's, a, a big fucking protest here. He's not minding his own business. If I'm in a closet with him, my business is inherently wrapped up. <laughs> you know, you entered the slippery slope of watching another man fuck in a closet, and now, and now you're big. All of a sudden. You're right. I'm being selfish. You're being so selfish. I guess I'll stick around. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, I feel like you wouldn't be good in this situation. I feel like you keep asking Chris, "Are you finished yet?" Or like, yeah, I'm like, okay, dude. Like, come on, can we, can we, can we go get burgers now or something? (laughs) I'm trying to concentrate. I'm like, Chris, Chris, come on. Chris, who are you facing at SummerSlam this year? Chris, I think they're restocking the Transformers at Target. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Wrestlers. No. Fantastic. Rest- the wrestlers. So, yeah, I guess that's how far we've driven, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've driven far enough to see Chris Benoit jerking in a closet. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. That was a good question, Ezreal. Thank you. That was a good question. 
Yeah. Um, he had his follow-up here. Do the Unks support any other teams besides the A's slash Marlins? Sandy Alca- Alcantara. Am I, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Looks legit. Yeah. Alcantara? Uh, are they Spanish? Alcantara, see. Oh, okay. So go Mariners. He finishes it off with. Are there oh. any teams or... I don't like teams. Any I like the baseball logos. teams? Um, me no. I mean the Marlins, I guess. Oh yeah, he's just asking about baseball. Um. Oh okay. Yeah. Do any other baseball teams? Um. You know, I um. I mean, I always love an exciting game, regardless. I um. I got nothing against uh, uh the Chicago Cubs. Chicago. Um, because, you know, they were losers for a long time, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, let's see, I, I kind of like, uh, uh, Toronto, um, just because I like that Canada has a team. The Blue Jays. Yep, the Blue Jays. Um, and I would like it if Montreal had a team again, but they really? don't. Oh, the Expos were good, right? Yeah, they had a good yeah. logo. They had a fantastic logo. They had, you know, best. if you have a good logo, I mean, I love the Vancouver Grizzlies in the <laughs> NBA. I yeah. They had a great logo, great color, big country. Yeah. Um, I think logos, you know, I think logos are how I got into sports. Yeah, I'm never mad at a team with a good logo. Honestly, no. it, when when their logo is just like you know, oh, we're from Cleveland. Our logo is a C. Ugh, that's boring. Yeah. But I like you know, the Rockies, the old Colorado yeah. Rockies logo. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the Sharks logo because it's kind of that yeah. like shark, but in a in a triangle. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love logos. I like logos for all sorts of companies. I love uh, you know, I love uh, Hyundai's logo a lot. Yeah, that's a good. It's like an italics H. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair you enough. know, I love I love companies and corporations. Oh, you love you love the companies. The companies. Somebody, there's always that post going around the internet. It's like, isn't it sad that the average American knows what all these logos are, but doesn't know doesn't know where the countries are are located? No, I don't think that's sad at all. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't fucking. I don't go. I don't go to Iraq every fucking morning. You know what? I know. Yeah. I go to Seven Eleven, and I, I recognize that logo. Yeah, I don't know what Lichtenstein's doing for me lately, but I know about Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna recognize the logos of brands before these oddly shaped puzzle pieces of countries <laughs> on a map. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, oh. hundreds of puzzle pieces I don't recognize and know exactly where they belong, as opposed to the iconic golden arches. Yeah, you don't know the border that was set by King Leopold of 1932. Shut up, dude. But you know what the where the home of the Whopper is, huh? Yeah, you know how much a quarter pounder weighs. <laughs> no, I don't. But <laughs> it's a quarter pound, man. Oh, oh, I thought I thought that. Was, yeah, sorry. I didn't know that's what it meant, quarter not, pounder. I just thought like, in, it was like not in Europe. It weighs a royale. I, I just thought like that's the amount of beef in it, or, you know? Yeah, a quarter, quarter pounder. Pound. Well, then it weighs a little bit more because you have the lettuce, tomatoes. Yeah, but in cooking, it loses some weight, right? <laughs> God, yeah, we're making this a science show. Is this is for cucks now. Yeah, if you can do the math on how much a quarter pounder weighs, send us an email. We'll I'll send you a little present. Great. You want to get the next question in the emails here? Yeah, brother, I sure do. I'm having so much fun with these questions. Mm. Uh, this is from Ben 
Bingen. He says, oh, that's not even a question. He says, Hot Pursuit is a good movie. I've talked to the writer of it a couple of times. He's a good dude. No question. Thanks, Ben. That's, that's, a good, that's a good statement. Yeah. yeah I'll watch Vergara. Hot Pursuit. Remind yeah, me. Yeah, I wonder if it's streaming or anything. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm yeah, look watch, it up right now. I'm, I'll watch Hot Pursuit. I might watch it tonight, man. Oh, you think it's called Hot Pursuit because like, the, the ladies are hot and like it's a car chase? Yeah. Oh, man. If there's Is hot that why it's called Hot Pursuit? Hot cars, hot babes, and... Uh, I, I, I've got it posted as already watched on Google. I don't, must have watched it already. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, it was on Netflix seemingly on the front for like five years, and I just yeah, never saw it. and now it doesn't seem to be on anything. Well, I'll get Dean to put it on uh, his Plex server. You get it on that Plex server too, man. It's awesome. What? I got, What's this? It's Plex. You can up, It's like this server, but you can upload movies to it. I, and every once in a while, I tell Dean to put a movie up on it. He put yeah. a... Corvette Summer on there, Mark oh, Hamill cool. and Annie Potts. That's pretty cool. 1977. Whoo, baby. Annie so, Potts. That's pretty. So, before we go into the next question here, mm-hmm. I saw I finally saw the Kingsman movies. Oh, smart, huh? First, I mean, I have to apologize. The first one, really good. Yeah, it's epic. Second one, pretty good still, you know. Mm-hmm. Third, Third one was trash, bro. Oh, you didn't like it? Too much history? Too, bro. It's like, oh, Rasputin meet uh, Adolf Hitler and all this, you know, and King George and fucking like, who, what? And Yo. Napoleon. It's like, they didn't all know each other. Yo, I had to look up a lot of shit from the Third Kingsman because I was like, how much of this was real? Like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about World War One. I. I was like, yo, were these guys like related or whatever? And like, yeah, yeah they were. Like, it was all real. That was crazy. Oh, like, it was real? Yeah, like the Kaiser or whatever. He yeah. was related to the Tsar and shit. And I was like, holy shit, man, that's crazy. And then, you know, uh, uh, Baron Zemo. Remember mm-hmm. Baron Zemo in that movie? Yeah. And he was like, oh, you meet my little friend with the mustache. At the yeah. end, it was Hitler. That guy was legit, like, Hitler's, like, like boss he was like the guy who was like oh this little hitler is a very very nice man oh god no yeah that movie was smart i learned a lot of history smart okay boring i didn't think it was boring i there was a part that you know that world war one scene where the guys running around i I didn't finish it I, 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 i watched something else in the oh, middle of it, it's I, well, good. I watched something else because there's a scene where there's like the guy takes off his pants and Rasputin's like, yeah, that was weird, dude. And he's like, I he's like, like, oh, is he oh. sucking his dick? Like what? Huh? And like, yeah. I'm like, the, you know, the lady on the flight kept watching my movies, dude. Oh like, yeah, that's uncomfortable. You can't be watching like, my movies with she didn't Rasputin have shit on sucking screen. Ralph Fiennes' dick. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have shit on her screen. Why is she watching my movies? Like, Whew. the fucking moment I put on Ambulance. Yeah. She's watching my shit. This is a nine-hour flight. Yeah, watch like, your own movie, lady. Watch your own movie. Are you fucking kidding me? She's fucking staring right at it. Yeah, that's weird. But, uh, yeah, but, no, that's it's a good movie, man. It's, it is kind of boring because there's a lot of history in it, yeah. but... But also, there's some cool stuff, dude. Like, at, at the end, there's a part where they're up on top of this big mountain, and the only way you can get on the mountain is uh, if you, like, cut the rope so it pulls you up hella fast. So you're, like, whoosh, up the mountain. That's cool. Okay, I you guess. I mean, no, it's cool. Trust me on that one. I mean, I'm sure it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but, like, 
Like, but that yeah. that first King's Man is the best one though. I mean that's for daddy. Yeah, yeah, that one's cool. That one that one's got swag. Manners maketh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kicks some ass. Mm-hmm. Getting that umbrella and the beard thing. That's, yeah. And that part where that. he's in he's in that crazy church. Mm-hmm. He kills yeah. all those fools. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right, so we got some uh, Discord questions. Yeah, let's take a look here and see what these fools got to say. Um, did we ever answer Bert's question here if Pandemic didn't happen and Top Gun Maverick wasn't delayed? No, I don't think so. So um, Bert's asking if the Pandemic didn't happen and Top Gun Maverick wasn't delayed two years ago, would 2020 have been the summer of Miles Teller? No. No, because I think Top Gun's a success because... It took these two years to be like of, of mediocre movies for us to be like, yes, Top Gun was amazing. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't think Miles Teller is ever going to be the, he's the jobber to the stars of the yeah. movie guys, you know, he's fine, but he's not going to be the big star. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's whatever. Okay. I scrolled up a little bit. We have a question yeah. here from John. He's saying, can you translate what Ric Flair is saying here? So I'm going to read this tweet to you. Okay. you can... Oh, yeah. We got a few above that, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So, all right. Ric Flair tweeted, actually, just four wives, and you were nowhere to be found on set because you were on Kurt Angle's watch. Hulk Hogan called me to work, and I didn't even know you worked there because I had never heard of TNA. Jeff Jerry, please let me finish up my workout so I can have my drink. And he has a beer emoji. So I'm guessing he's replying to somebody. He's replying like the, Jeff Jarrett. Probably. So if we saw the reply, it'd probably make more sense. But I'm sure Jeff Jarrett said, like, you've had five wives. Ric Flair said, actually, just four wives. <laughs> he then, wasn't uh, replying, by the way. So he's, oh, he's the moron. Okay. Well, or maybe he was replying, but he wasn't quote. He was saying something that Jeff Jarrett said on the podcast. Mm-hmm, right. And then he said, you were nowhere to be found on set. Um, you know, he was saying, like, why didn't you ever find me on the set? He said, I couldn't because you were on Kurt Angle's watch. Related so to the fact uh, that he was fucking Kurt Angle's wife? Yeah, he was fucking Kurt Angle's wife all night long. And Jeff Jarrett said, made Kurt Angle a cuck. Why is Ric Flair being like, oh, Kurt had his eye on you, brother? Like, okay. Because Ric Flair was fucking all their wives. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's. I think we translated that pretty he good. Didn't know, he didn't know Jeff Jarrett worked in TNA. So, honestly, Ric Flair sounds like an idiot. And he says, please let me finish up my workout so I can have my drink. Yeah, because he can only have his medicine after he does his, his workouts. <laughs> Great. Well, that worked out really yeah. well for him. Yeah, he was in tremendous cardiovascular shape. There's All right. questions here. Go, yeah, hang on. Well, let's just do it. We'll pick some randomly here and there. I want to ask this one from, uh, from Mason. He says, what's the most scared you've ever been in your life? Ooh. Uh, I think I was once pretty scared uh, in a car. Um when I was a kid, I remember my mom was just, I don't think I needed to be scared, but we were at like the Grand Canyon or something. And she was just backing up and I was convinced she was going to back up over the edge of the Grand Canyon. Or I would think that as well. Yeah. I, I mean, there was no risk of it at all, I think, in retrospect. I'm, uh, but at right, the time, no. I, was like, I was like five and I was like, oh, we're going to die for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so I was very scared. There's one I want. Okay, this one I wanted to get from MHack. Yeah. He says, would you rather be one of the world's greatest mathematicians and have a tiny dick or struggle with algebra and have a monster hog? Yeah, I remember this one because I had been thinking about it and I thought it was in the normal uh, channel. Yeah. Because um, I'm bad at math already. 
<laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, how big is a monster? Oh, you don't want it to be so big that it's also, like, useless, you know? So, you know what? I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. And I am going to go, well, you know, yes, it's, it's so I would go if actually the greatest mathematician, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we both have handlers, so this question sure. means re- really nothing to us. Yeah, you know? at this point, they're stuck. Yeah. So <laughs> if I, if, you know, if I was about the bachelor lifestyle, like one mm-hmm. of the, uh, the, the the brothers in the Oppenheim group, uh, I would actually rather have the greatest math. I'd have a tiny dick and have a great math mind because I still think you could use the math to, like, pull in hotties. Yeah. And, like, I mean, and by the time you're at, you know, making, making the sex, well, I mean, yeah, you, you have a tiny dick that, that doesn't matter. Like, like you'll still get off. It'd be like in Sherlock Holmes game of shadows when he mathematically decides how to beat up the guy. Remember? Yeah. Like you could still like do something like, like if you are a dumb, dumb and you got a big dick, like, this, you can't just show that you have a big dick and people are going to be like, and like, lady, like, ooh. Yeah. Like, you hey, can't just like, I got a big dick. Me show dick. Me <laughs> yeah. have big. They'll just be like, get away from me. You go to prison. But if you're yeah. like, I got a big dick. Like, you're okay, like, A dude. squared plus C squared equals the derivation of in negative squared they'll be like oh hello <laughs> right yeah like that, now if you asked us this question like 20 30 years ago whatever we, we wouldn't have thought that way <laughs> we'd just be like bro just wear sweatpants all day yeah, yeah. The biggest dick like you know yeah. be like i'm wearing like fucking cut off jeans with yeah oh, I'm, gonna show, I'm gonna show everybody how big my dick is yeah, but this is a gentleman. A gentleman knows math always trumps dick size. Seriously, like this is a shoot too. They're like this. Yeah, the that, that, like yeah, a big di- like God. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, even I, if you yeah, sorry. Oh, I've read this article about this guy who's got the biggest dick in the world, and yeah. like it's not even. It's like a curse. It's like it's, he can't do shit, man. He like can't even like walk around. Yeah, and like. Even if he posted thirst trap photos or whatever, like yeah, he would just be like, "Oh wow, he's got a big dick." Okay, yeah, they'll be cares? like, "Yeah, they'll be like, thanks, weirdo." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't just be like, "Oh yeah, look at this," and post like your yeah. hog next to like a, a Check soda can. this out. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll feel like uh, blocked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. So there's no yeah. So anybody with some with a brain would rather choose a tiny dick and. The ma- First off, you could just go to Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Just fucking win at the you know Martingale system. That. What are you gonna do if you got a big dick in Vegas? Yeah, you just plop it down on the, uh, on the, <laughs> the roulette the crap, table. The craps table. This <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. That ain't gonna help. That ain't gonna help Lady Luck roll you a pair of sevens. Hey, the guy, the guy with the biggest penis in the world, his name is Jonah Falcon. He mm-hmm. was on the on Britain's morning show called This Morning, Ooh. and he stunned the hosts when he showed them a picture of it. Yeah, and and he said, "Here's a quote from him." He said, "For some reason, having 13 plus inches means I'm a bad person, or I'm egotistical, or I'm a porn star, or I'm dumb." 
<laughs> and he said, I'm sick and tired of having people wanting me to measure it in front of them. I've done it 10,000 times. Enough already. No, God damn, dude. <laughs> they said his penis size is negatively affecting his acting career. Oh, and then he's wearing some pants and it's like going down to like his knees. Well, that's 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 his choice. Like, yeah, you could you could wrap it around your waist like a belt or something. Like, you could figure something out with briefs and like. Oh, he's got his own Wikipedia to... page. Oh, uh, I mean... You gave him the name Falcon. It says known for claiming to have the world's biggest penis. <laughs> so see, that's why I have to keep showing it. Yeah, I'm gonna find a picture of this. Well, I don't. Quick. Yeah. I, we won't show it on the podcast. It's a podcast. It's an audio <laughs> show. So. You know what? Message me in this. Well, I might. I might shoot you. I mean, he looks. He, I mean, he looks like a guy who's got the world's biggest penis. I guess because he doesn't do anything to prove it. Oh man, he doesn't even. I mean, he's just like this. Like, he look. Uh, what a chump, dude. This Man. guy's stupid. He doesn't even have any pictures of his dick on the internet. He's just got pictures. Anybody could. Pfft. Whatever. Hang on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You gonna message it. me this? Yeah, I'm gonna I think we should take it. one more question and then wrap up. Okay. Here. Yeah, absolutely. You you ask it. I'm gonna text this to you here. Okay. Let me Even find... though we're right next to each other, I don't. Yeah, never, of course. I I never show you things directly. No. I'm like Tony Stark. I'm like Tony Stark. I don't hand things to people. <laughs> uh. All right. Okay. You're sending me a photo of this guy. Uh. I mean. Yeah. He he looks lame. Yeah, he looks stupid, dude. He looks lame, idiot. dude. He's yeah. like a like a bigger like a dorkier, dumber Mark Cuban. He's like if Bix got a haircut but had a <laughs> giant dick. God, man, yeah. <laughs> we really made a. This is quite the. You know, we've learned a lot. I feel like. Yeah, this has been an educational podcast. Like, You're welcome, everybody. Everybody's like, oh, I want to have a big dick. It's the coolest thing to have a big dick. Like, Honestly, a- though, like I don't want. I, I mean, you don't have to work out if you don't want to work out. But if you had a thirteen-inch dick, wouldn't you also want to like look like fucking Jason Momoa? You know, right? You you <laughs> might want to make it up, or maybe you know, maybe this guy had the the ideas like, well, I don't have to work out. I got a big dick, and that's all people like. I guess but... <laughs> that's not how it works. No, man, like. <laughs> He's, got, he's just got that the dumb dumb mindset of like yeah like that mission accomplished yeah I got a big dick I don't do shit anymore I'm like I I still gotta work nine to five man <laughs> I look like a guy who's got thirty followers on Twitter yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right well I mean he's a good man. We'll try to get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we big dick Twitter's gonna get mad at us. There's an article about him on condomsizes.org. <laughs> All right, let me find a question here. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, somebody, some the great Southern Buzzkill just put Drew Gulak. Oh shit, is this the questions thread? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, Drew Gulak. Yeah. Uh, if you were in a Ric Flair scenario, that wrestler would, what wrestler would you want to be the one to put you down? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a great yeah, question. An old yeller type situation here, huh? Yeah, who would? Whoa. So, that... man, a wrestler to, to just I mean, 
Are you trying to get somebody in trouble? Like, is it like legality? Well, like, I, I mean, I think you. it's like, who do you want to have like kill you or something? Um, right. Oh god. I found a fucked up picture on HowardStern.com. Um, and nice. who? What wrestler would I want to have like take me out for the count? Yeah, if you had, I mean, who's god, like the most it. efficient like destroyer? I guess. Well, I would want to put some evil on somebody. So like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, be like, like have it be on your soul yeah, forever. Yeah, like, oh man, brother, I can't. I gotta live with this shit, man. That's deep. That's yeah, bad mojo. Um, hmm. yeah, that's a good point. I I would want an efficient death. You I want think. an efficient death there, so you want somebody with some technical precision, like Jade Cargill. I think. Okay. Just like, oh wow. Kick me into next year. Okay, there. I didn't. You know, good grief. I'm not saying that in a creep way. I just think she could kill me real, real good, brother. I don't deny it. I don't deny it. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worst view. <laughs> oh God. Um. Hmm, I, I mean, mean, Dominic had his like. <laughs> I, I feel like it would be funny for Kurt Angle to do it for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Kurt Angle's definitely the type of guy who's blurted out, "I'm not racist." Yeah. But he would be, like, really upset about having to do it. I didn't want to kill that guy. <laughs> I disagree. I think he would get over pretty quickly. You think so? I think What's he'd just it? be like, he was unprofessional. This is what happens, you know? It's oh, not yeah, that's me. true. Yeah, he'd be like, it's a rough sport. He, he, he would not hold himself accountable. Hogan would probably be like, oh, yeah, you know, jabroni. You know. He, he, yeah. Hogan would talk to oh. shit and be like, but he would deep uh, Hogan would, would fester be, in his brain. Yeah, but Hogan would also, he'd be like the kind of guy who'd be like, well, you know, I mean, it's just like people die all the time from clotheslines. Like, I've killed 17 guys with my clotheslines. I know he would say that, but I also think... You think it would hurt him, though? I think deep inside, it would fuck right. with him a lot. Like, like he would then. say that. Yeah. He would say that. I don't think Kurt Angle would fester. I think there's so much more ego there that it would just yeah. be like... That's not on me. Yeah. He'd be like, I never killed anybody before. It was yeah. that guy's fault. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I'm not saying Hulk Hogan's a good man and, and has a conscience and Kurt Angle's a bad man. I'm just saying that's how their egos, I, I, I picture them more. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a judgment of them as no. people. It's a psychological analysis. Right. Like Ric Flair would sleep like a baby after killing you. He wouldn't even know what happened. <laughs> would not, there would be zero acknowledgement of it. It would be like, life goes on, let's drink and have a toast and have a Michelob Ultra. Yeah, but then if you were like, Rick, what do you think about when you killed Uncle Howard? He'd start crying. He'd be like, oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> oh, that's true. He was so, Rick Flair would be the most performative. He's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, he's yeah. like then, he was such a great wrestler. I was always such a big fan of Uncle Howard. You're like, what matches did you like? He's like, all of them. <laughs> they were so, <laughs> they were so good. They were so good. I, I, I can't live with myself. Yeah. Well, I think we're right on the money on that. I one, think man. all those people were right on the money, dude. Yeah, completely agreed, brother. Yeah, we're yeah, a yeah. smart podcast, dude. We know what people think, bro. That's the thing. Yeah, we do. I like we're psychologists more than it, anyone else. It is a psychology type thing that we that we did here because we 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 based it off their personalities. 
and uh, how we'd expect them to act. Yeah. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. <laughs> well said, Ric Flair. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, do we have any uh, last words to wrap this bad boy up? No, no. It's I mean, get, get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash uncle to uncle. This is the month of Curtis Mr. Hughes, one of the best wrestlers of all time. So see a lot of his stuff there. And uh, I guess other than that, if uh, you know, if you don't like our podcast, I called your show. Ha! So guess what? Goodbye.